And we are back on the Yeah Coach podcast, where we encourage you to take action in life through the testimonies of other people. And I have my good friend, we met, I don't know how many months ago now, we heard, she had our first class um, like here you. in Lexington. And then she's a Orange Theory coach now. She's climbed that ladder from member to coach. She uh, was a lifelong dancer. She has... She is a physical therapist assistant, and she'll be getting her bachelor's degree in what was it again? Kinesiology. Kinesiology. I welcome the coach, Amber. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Well, thank you, for one, for taking time out of your day um, to help encourage someone else. Like, these stories really help. Um, and I just, I, I honestly love, love learning about new people and their history, how they got where they are and where they're going with that. Um, for the first question, you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Ready. What did you eat for breakfast this morning? I had protein vanilla Greek yogurt, and then I had like it's like this chocolate protein granola, mm-hmm. and then I had like blueberries on top of that, along with like an iced coffee. Now, is that breakfast consistent every morning? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, some days it ranges. Like sometimes I'll have like pancakes. Sometimes it's like an egg omelet. Um, Sometimes it's just like an iced coffee. Really, it just like depends on how busy I am in the morning because I like sleep. So uh, I'm pretty much like on the go all the time. So breakfast mm-hmm. kind of stays on the go too. So I kind of like prepackage that and take it. So what's your what's your sleep schedule like? Oh. Does it change every day too? Um, it depends. It depends. I like to keep it consistent. Like I don't like to go to bed past twelve, but like wake up wise, kind of depends what I have in the morning. I like to schedule stuff like early in the day so that it forces me to get up and be productive. Like today, like I had to be up at like 6.45, mm-hmm. which I like to sleep in, but at the same time, I'd rather wake up and be productive. So it kind of depends on the day too, but I typically get eight hours sleep. Okay, okay. Um, has that always been that way for you? Has, has One, has your sleep schedule always been the same? And have you always woke up that way? And two, have you always eaten so well every morning? Uh, absolutely not. Um, why is that? In uh, well, in high school, I would go to bed late and just like wake up early. Like I was resistant to it. Like I could just go, 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 go. Even though I was dancing like 15 hours a week, like I was just go, go, go. And um, when I switched to like going to PTA school, my PTA school was an hour and a half away. I would drive an hour and a half there and back every single day because it was in Madisonville and I lived in Bowling Green. So I would sometimes wake up. This is also when I was a member, like started as a member at Orange Theory. You didn't want to move? No, absolutely not. No no offense to like anybody that lives in Madison Mills. There's just not really anything there. And I was just in PTA school for a year and a half, so I didn't see the point in like moving. So I just commuted. Um, I would wake up at like 4 a.m. and like go to the gym at Orange Theory at 5 p.m., be on the road by 6 to be at class at 8. Or I would like wake up early and make the drive at like 4 a.m., work out up there at the gym, then shower and go to class. So that's kind of how it was through PTA school. And then, like, moving into, like, college here, I'm, like, afternoon workouts. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I do try to set, like, my school schedule, like, early in the morning so I get done earlier in the day so I have the mm-hmm. rest of the night. But, no, my sleep schedule has never been consistent despite my efforts. But it was the most consistent probably in PTA school because I had to be disciplined in it. Now, not everyone has that mentality and that mindset when they're they're doing things throughout life. What got you up in the morning? Like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a physical therapist assistant, and I'm going to commute, and I'm going to work out. A lot of people are just like, I'm going to do one or the other. Yeah. Um, 
I think part of it was I'd gotten into fitness like pretty much at the same time that I was in PTA school, like ser- like getting serious about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to prioritize my health. I need to take care of me. Um, and it was one of those things where it's like when you're in PTA school, you see what it's kind of like when people lose their function, their mobility, their strength. They can't do everyday things. And that was kind of like a motivator for myself, not only to like go through school, but to take care of myself. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like I have to prioritize myself and take an hour for me because PTA school is intensive. Like it is, it is a, it is a rough year and a half, but it's so worth it at the same time where I was like, I just need to take an hour for myself. Even if that's just going to the gym up here and like getting on like the box and like hitting, hitting the uh, kickbox or whatever. And um, yeah, it was just like taking priority for myself, my health at the same time where I was under a lot of stress too. It was also like a stress like mitigator as well. Ah. So that was part of it. Understood. I that's a common thing. Like when it comes to like if you go to Google right now, type in what are the benefits of exercise? It's to mood enhancer, sleep enhancer, like enhances it, it enhances multiple different parts of how we function throughout life. And it's a way to relieve stress. Absolutely. Um and that a lot of people, they're like, oh, it doesn't actually help that. No, it helps it. Does. It. it helps <laughs> it, it a lot. Some of these people will be grumpy, grumpy uh-huh. all throughout that day. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit more about your childhood as a dancer, okay. like how you got into it and what you're doing now with it. Yeah. So uh, basically, I didn't really like do anything like growing up. Like I wasn't into sports or anything like that. But my parents were like, we need to get her involved in something. I was an arts kid growing up. I did choir. I did theater camps over the summer until my family was finally like, we're taking you to the studio because you just don't stop moving. You don't stop talking. Um, I was the kid that has like talks too much on a report card, you know. And so uh, (laughs) they took me to like my first dance summer camp, got me signed up and I I was hooked. I mean, by the time I was 14 I was in a pre-professional program I was dancing 15 hours a week and I was just like this is it this is what I'm gonna do um, it wasn't until I got accepted we have a program in Kentucky called Governor's School for the Arts where different art disciplines come together whether that's photography choir um, musical theater mm-hmm. even like writing um, I got chose to go to that for three weeks and it's basically just like a collection of like you have to be chosen for it yes you have to audition um, it's a small class open to high schoolers, sophomores, and juniors. You only have two years to try to get in and go for free. It's a free program. And so I got in and uh, I kind of woke up like week two and I, I kind of liked the experience being away from home. It was at Center College, so I kind of got like the okay. early college experience. Right. But uh, it was just waking up and like dancing all day. By week two, I was waking up and dancing 7A to 7P. And I got to the point where I was like, when I returned home, I was like, mom, I don't know if I can do this every day. Like, I don't know if I can strap on my tights and slick my hair back in a bun and this be my life. And so she just kind of looked at me and was like, well, what, what are you, what are you going to do? And, uh, it wasn't until I started talking to my brother that he was like, have you ever heard of what a physical therapist assistant is? I was like, no, not really. And my parents were like, that would be good for you. Like that's medical field, like that's stable. And you know, parents, they just worry about you. Yes, and, uh, 100%. So, uh, my brother was kind of talking me towards that. He's like, I know you don't want to do a lot of school. It's a two-year program. Job is good. You're going to have security. I think you'd be interested in it because, like, you're into exercise and everything like that. When I quit dancing, I got into group fitness. I started doing Pilates, yoga, TRX, anything I could get my hands on. I was, I was doing it exercise-wise. Um, and then I finally saw my dad go through physical therapy, and that's what kind of was like, okay, yeah, like, 
I, I think I might be interested in this. And that was something that I felt like it, it was something that seemed bigger than me. And that's kind of what I was missing with dance. It's like, yes, art has an impact on people. It can move people, change people. But you don't really get to see that direct impact like you do in healthcare. And so um, I decided pretty much like before I graduated, I graduated high school semester early. And just the way that like our school goes, we have block scheduling like college. So you don't do a class a whole year. It's just for a semester. So I graduated early and immediately was like, I'm going to go to PTA school. I'm going to do that. And so I started my prereqs. And I pretty much knew because it's a very competitive program of a class of 16 out of like 60 applicants. I was like, I have to get a 4.0. I have to get in the first try. So luckily, everything panned out, got in, uh, went through a year and a half. Um, COVID hit, and I finished up my clinicals during COVID. And luckily, they let us graduate because we didn't get all of our hours. So luckily, our accreditation let us through and was like, OK, you guys can graduate. I took my board. Um, and was like, OK, great, done with this adventure. And so my parents came to me. They're like, we think you should get your bachelor's. And I was like, uh, OK. I'm like, if I ever want to bridge and be like a full physical therapist, I'm going to need that anyway. Might as well get it now while I'm kind of the same age as everyone else in my class. So I knew I wanted to go to UK. And Why UK? It's just always been where I wanted to be. Like, if I was to stay in Kentucky cats, for cats, school. Cats. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Big Blue Nation, <laughs> baby. But uh, it's always where I wanted to be if I was to stay in Kentucky. And uh, luckily, I got the opportunity to go there. Um, and I started out as a dietetics major. And yeah, I know, I know. And like switched because I was really interested in food. And like, I had had like some struggles with food in my past being a dancer myself. So, uh, I like got into that and I was like, ah, this doesn't feel right. So then I switched to kinesiology and it was just, I remember like the first week of like being in one of my KHB classes, I made like a Snapchat that was like, this is your sign to change your major because I love my life now. So uh, dove into that. Um, and during the way, I kind of got into group fitness through Campus Rec. And I've been doing that for the past semester, loved it. And then was approached um, to come to Orange Theory. And of course, that was a heck yeah, you know, like I was a member. I, I, I was like diehard OTF fan, me and mom, like we're diehard OTF. So, so were you ever thinking about going to OTF before oh, you were approached? Absolutely. Why didn't you reach out? Because you were already doing the group fitness on campus. Oh. Why not reach out to OTF? Or were you just like, not yet? Well, not yet. I was thinking not yet. I was like, when I graduate, like, I'll look at something like that. But when, like, the opportunity presents itself, you have to seize it. And I'm one of those big people of, like, if something comes to you, and not that everything is going to feel effortless, but if it's something that just, like, comes to you so easily like that, it's, like, one of those things where I feel like it's meant to be. And that's exactly how, like, this whole, like, process has, has felt. Like, every, everything in my life has kind of felt that way, too, mm -hmm. you know? It's been, like, dreams that have, like, come to fruition. Is it easy for you to spot that? And like, what are the, some of the signs that you look for when it's either you see something that just feels right mm -hmm. or you're doing something that doesn't feel right? What, like, what are those things that you try to look for? It's kind of a gut feeling, but at the same time, and it's something that my parents have kind of preached to me because their opportunities have kind of come to them and like people have approached them with opportunities. Not that every opportunity is going to be that way. It's not. And not that like hard work doesn't go into it once you get started in it but it just felt almost effortless you know it felt like a breath of fresh air like like this is this is it you know it's one of those moments where you're like man I talked about this and now it's here I didn't expect it to be here when it when it is you know but it was just kind of one of those things that just felt 
like a no-brainer, you know? It's one of those opportunities you see and you're like, I can't pass it up. So where did that come from for you? Like, who are your, who are your biggest influences in your life to where now you can be like, that's why I wanted to try uh, kinesiology. That's why I want to try dietitian or that's why I wanted to like go and keep doing dancing. Like, is it just an interest or like, do you have like deeper influences from the people or experiences around you? Um, I think a big influence for me obviously is my mom. Like she is out here like in her fifties killing it at OTF, you know, like killing it. Um, she just has a kind of spirit that she never gives up. And it's inspiring to me. And, like, she's a very strong, independent woman to the point where she was like, Amber, go make your own path. Because everybody else in my family had kind of stayed in my hometown, and that was fine. That worked for them. My parents always knew. They are like, there's nothing here for you. And I think if I never would have – Yeah. I think if I never would have made this move to Lexington, that I would not have the opportunities that I've been given. Mm -hmm. Um, So my mom's big influence on me. My brother, my brother and my sister-in-law, they're very hard workers, very passionate about what they do. They're both Mm -hmm. in the healthcare field. Um, and they, all three of them have just kind of inspired me, as, along with my dad, too, because my dad is extremely hardworking. Just my family in general um, just kind of inspired me to do what I love. Hustle and yeah, open hustle, what you hustle do. at what you love, you know? I think if you hustle at what you love, um, the opportunities will be there because I think you're walking in your purpose at that point. Um, but, yeah, uh, they're, they're, like, my biggest inspiration. Um, I've had some coaches at OTF along the way. Like our, like, our past head coach was just, like, a girl boss and I just like looked at her for instance like one moment I was with my mom on the tread and my mom looked at me and she's like she's awesome like you should do that I could see you doing that and it's just like one this of those, was before oh yeah this is back when we were members in Bowling Green and it was one of, it was kind of one of those moments when she came to my friends and family's class that was like full circle you know like that's why she got emotional and I was like mom please don't cry I know we're here but like it was one of those moments. You yeah, know? She drove all the way from Bowling Green. I remember walking Absolutely. in and she was just like, yes, her Mama friends T. and family. And yeah, man. Like, and then she was like, I remember at the very end, she was just like, yeah, I understand where all you all coaches are coming from, but like, she's going to fit in here. Like, she's going to do great. She's going to be amazing. She would definitely like make your all's team so much better. Yeah. And I, I think like, it's because your yes. heart's in it. You know, like, yes. like your heart has to be in it. And I'm a big person of like, no matter what you do, be there and like have your passion in it, have your heart in it, because I think it's going to make your life so much more enjoyable and it's going to show onto other people. That's like a big thing for me. You've like, always thought that way? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you get that from your mom, from your brothers? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. My brother especially, because he's like following his dream now. Like he, he took the like the safe route too. Not that he doesn't love nursing, he does, but his dream was to be a firefighter. And it was mm-hmm. one of those things where he was like, okay, I'm gonna do this for security. He ended up loving it, of course, but firefighting is still his dream and that's still what he pursued. And it's one of those things where he walked in it, it worked out, that's where he's meant to be. Um, it's sometimes hard to figure out where you're meant to be too. Like it takes time, but I think ultimately you gotta listen to your heart, you gotta listen to your gut um, and just work hard. Some people don't know how to do that. Yeah. And even for myself, like, it, I think for me, not even just for me, a little bit for me, but for for a lot of other people, it's through trial and error that Absolutely. they figure out what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And understanding, like, for the people listening right now, understanding that you may not find it your first year after you graduate high school or college, first two years, first five or ten, Absolutely. but keep trying new and different things, and 
you will find something you enjoy. You just have to make that change. You have to shift. And I 100% agree more than anyone like that you've ever spoken to. I, I am here for security. I'm very security driven. I don't like trying anything unless I know 100% that it's going to work out and I can pay my bills because I now have a family. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to try something and it not work out. Yep. But under certain circumstances, and even now, like right now, I would rather enjoy, like as compared to me in my previous job, like making money serving, I currently make slightly less money as in the fitness industry than I did serving full time, but I would rather make a little bit less at the beginning because I'm still in my first six months. Yeah, I'd rather make less at the beginning and build up to making more because I 100% enjoy every single day than to go and serve at a restaurant and hate it and not be around an encouraging community, um, not be pushed to achieve new goals and new limits and and become the person that I know I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, try different things. Like, mm-hmm. if it's not a testimony from from Amber, it's for me. Try, yeah. tr- keep trying. And honestly, like, you might not even know you love something until you're like deep into it. Because I was like probably halfway through PTA school, and it wasn't until I got to my inpatient clinical rotation where I was like, I looked at my mom and I was like, Yeah, like, this this is this is it. Like, I'm supposed to be here, and. Uh, it's one of those things that I distinctly remember on my first day of inpatient clinicals in a hospital. I looked at my mom and I was like, I don't want to go. I'm going to hate it. And she's like, Amber, just try it. Like, just just go try it. Give it a chance. Fell in love with it. And that's where I work now. Like, I work in a hospital. Because edu- you, you sometimes don't know until you try. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes a little bit to, like, stick with it, too. Just give it a, give it a fair chance. What, what type of time frame would you say is a fair chance? Now, maybe different depending on the career, but mm-hmm. like if there are people that go in and they're going into a career with the mindset of I'm going to love it ASAP and they're six to eight months in, they're like, I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I want to change. But they're in their beginner, beginner yeah. of really that career. Um, I don't even know if I, that was a really good question. Yeah, I would say wait till you're hands on with it, depending on what it is, especially like for like being in school, like wait till you're hands on with it. Because, like, like, it's one thing to learn in a classroom, but it's another thing to apply it. Like, if you go out there and you're applying it and you're doing it for, like, three, six months and you're like, I don't want to wake up and do this every day, it's not worth it. You should be able to spring out of bed and be like, yes, I do want to go. Now, granted, not every day. You're going to have some days where you're going to want to stay in bed. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to stay where you are if if you're confident in that decision. And you're waking up and you're like, man, this is a bad day, not a bad career. I think one of the best examples I have for that, 100% agree, um, is your kids. Mm-hmm. I don't, you don't have that experience yet, but you wake up and you love your kids every day. Even on the days you don't like your kids, you mm-hmm. still love them every day. But you get up and you still do it. It's because the good out, greatly outweighs that bad. And you have to look at your career and your job and yourself like that. You're going to have bad days. Like Life is tough. Like Life, life is miserable. But we make it better for ourselves and others. And we just have to constantly keep that in mind that the good will outweigh the bad. Yeah. Like, because especially the past two years has not shown us how that statement is really real. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, just remember that. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Because these past two years have been rough. And also persevering through it. 
you know? I mean, sometimes that's where we build our strength, I think, in, in perseverance, um, to know that it's just a season, no matter how long that season lasts. Like, through COVID, it was, like, two years, you know? Through PTA school, it was a year and a half. Like, through your bachelor's, it's four years, you know? Just stay patient and persevere. What wisdom. What <laughs> wisdom. Okay. Um, let's see. If you... Hmm. What other question? I don't remember the question already from earlier. Let's see here. Man. We got to talk I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just taking it in, thinking about it. And I can't think of that next question right now. Well, it's been right said now. already, you know? Yeah. Okay. Knowing where you came from, knowing what you're doing now, where do you see yourself two, five, or ten years from now? Like, don't have to give, like, exact um, time frames. Like, mm -hmm. oh, two years, I want to be here. Four years, I want to be here. Six years, I want to be here. But, like, in a general sense, like, where do you see yourself in the fitness industry? years mm. from now in the fitness industry or that could be just amber's career like mm -hmm. where do you see yourself in your career in the next couple of years in the next couple of years that's such a good question considering graduation is coming up like that's like such a question that i've been reflecting on for like i don't know the past six months to a year because i feel like and i've always felt like this like there are multiple paths in front of me but it's trying to decide which path i want to go down all are equally paths but it's just which one is the right one for me and where I am in life by the time I graduate. On one hand, I've thought about like sticking with OTF and like going part-time PTA, like whether that's inpatient or outpatient. I thought about switching to outpatient to use more of like my hands-on skills. Um, or is that like keeping like being PRN PTA at a hospital and going into like personal training and OTF? But at the same time, there's also like a whole nother avenue that I may be exploring. So honestly, I don't think I can give a clear answer right now. And I think that's okay. Because I think where I am right now, where I'm sitting, could possibly be a different person than six months from now when I need to figure it out. And sometimes the path isn't always clear, you know? Like sometimes it, sometimes it is like one of those things where it's like, I knew I wanted to be an OTF one day. Didn't know when, but I don't know, I kind of just am patient in seeing where things go. If I need to make a move, I have options. So I don't fully, fully know yet. Understood. And I'm not letting that stress me out. I feel like a lot of people let that, especially like my age, will let themselves like stress over it with impending graduation. They're like, what am I gonna do? But sometimes you just have to, as hard as it is, just sit and just wait on it. Just sit and wait on it. Um, so I can't, I can't really give a clear answer, honestly. There's a couple different avenues, so we'll see what kind of opportunities kind of present themselves. I like that. So uh, would you say that you are a, uh, a big planner when it comes to like your future? Not short term, but long term. Or are you one that kind of like, you keep your options open because you want to be able to go with your gut, you go with the flow, mm -hmm. instead of fighting against the, the tide? It depends. I have like big goals that I think about, you know, like the obvious things, like you want to own a house, like <laughs> you want to have a stable career, like family, like stuff, stuff like that, you know, big goals. But uh, as far as like 
opportunities. I think they kind of come as they as they will and just kind of go with the flow and not really like fight it. Like, yes, work hard, but like just kind of see where life takes you. That's kind of that's kind of the way I am. I mean, I'm not like a big planner in like my weeks in general, unless it's like, okay, I know I'm going to be here at this time. Right. But other things to like fill my day, I'm pretty much just like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to get into today. We'll just see. We'll just see where it takes me. I know I have to be here at this time, but other than that, we'll just kind of see how it goes. Okay. Okay. I do like structure, but at the same time, I like flexibility. Because I think we grow and change constantly, if we choose to. Right. That's interesting hearing your backstory and then hearing your plan for the future. Uh-huh. Like, it seemed like you kind of know and have this gut feeling on what you do throughout life. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you pivot and you change mm-hmm. into it. Um, but with that future being more clear and having more clarity about it, I, w- I would have expected, and I think mm-hmm. most people with that type of structure in that past would have expected their next couple years to be planned out. But yeah. I really like that open-mindedness when it comes to having that open future. Yeah. Wow. Because I think, I think everything could change, you know? I could completely change what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's never too late to, like, change what you want to do either. Like, you can start your career at any time. You can get into something new at any time. You can learn a new skill at any time. I don't know what the future me looks like or what she wants. And that's okay. I have room for growth. And we'll just see what what opens itself and what presents itself. Okay, I think I have two more questions now. Okay. Two more questions. One question before we get to the last one. Um, hopefully I didn't just forget it. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Um, let's see, what was that? What were you talking about before? Can you repeat that Changing last? Changing growth. Oh, there we go. Are you when it comes to change? I guess I kind of already know that answer. Hmm. Then we'll just switch it. I'm gonna switch okay. it direction a little bit. Um, okay. if you had to think, do you like philosophy? Yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. Uh-huh. Do you know quotes? Somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> Depends on the quote. If you have, if you had to pick one influential quote, mm. one of the most influential quotes to you, what would that be? Everything happens for a reason. Why? Because it feels like kind of the theme of my life. When I look back, when I look back on my life, like I'm a very retrospective person. Like I will look back on my life a lot and be like, oh my gosh, like 17, 16 year old me would not have expected any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've had moments in my life where I've, like, paused in the moment and been like, oh, my gosh, like, it's here. Like, it's happening. I didn't think this would ever happen. It's something I only dreamed or talked about. Um, I feel like the bad things that have happened in my life have brought me to the good things somewhat. You know, I, I think if sometimes if there's any, like, rejection in my life, it's been a redirection. And... I think when I look back on my life and the way things have just lined up and timed up perfectly, there's like no other explanation for like how perfect the timing or perfect the opportunity had been. So I think every, everything happens for a reason. And it's kind of like one of those motivating things that gets me through hard times too. Like I may not understand why I'm going through something, but I know that something good is gonna come out of it. Whether that's I'm stronger, I'm more focused, I'm 
headed in a new direction that I need to be. It just seems like the bad things turn into good and the good just kind of grows, I guess. And that's kind of just something I live by. Everything happens for a reason. I absolutely love that. That is something I really try to incorporate because like kind of where Yeah Coach came from. Mm -hmm. um, yeah Coach is they, something you say to get people hyped. Like it's kind, of, it's kind of like a hell yeah. Yeah. Like you say it when you just completed all the podcasts, editing from all the previous podcasts like I just recently did. And you're like, I'm done. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you just made a three-point shot and you're like nothing but net just goes in. It's like, yeah, coach. Like you mm -hmm. say it with that yeah. smile. <laughs> um, and I always thought no matter what you go through in life, if you change the way you look at it, you'll get changed the outcome. Kind of like yeah. you change your perspective, you will change the outcome. Because if you go into it negative, you will get negative out of it. Mm -hmm. you Grow through what you go through. Exactly. Um, but, but with that, it's about seeing it from that different perspective. It's hard and sometimes. It, is, it can be very <laughs> difficult. But with this podcast and with what Yeah Coach is, it's not just a podcast. It's a mindset. Like you think about it to put yourself in someone else's shoes. I actually, I don't know if I've told you, we created an acronym for Yeah Coach. Mm -hmm. um, since I think no matter what you go through, you put yourself in someone else's shoes, you'll change the outcome. Yeah. It stands for, it's that took, so we took the letter H out of the word Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it stands for your every action consists of attitudes changing here. The view changing, how you view it, and it changes what you get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of like even if you're debating on a new job or a new career or a new relationship or new anything, you'd be like, yeah, coach, how, how, how is it going to turn out for me? How can I change the way I think it's going to turn out for me? Yeah. Sometimes um, your mindset is everything. You know, mm -hmm. like if you go into something like, like when I went into clinicals, I was like, I'm going to hate this. It's going to be awful. You end up loving it. Or, and even if you don't, if you do hate it and you're like, okay, I hate this. I want to be done. Move through it. Try to get something out of it. I think there's something to learn from every situation. It's just how you shift your perspective. Uh, one of the last questions I got for you okay. um, is there are people right now that don't know what they're doing, that don't know how to figure out what they're doing, and they don't know who has their back. With someone that is looking to get into the fitness industry or start their fitness career, they don't know where to start, they don't know how to start. Um, but they just so happen to be listening to this podcast, so listening to a clip of this podcast. What advice would you give them to take their first step or that next step? As far as fitness goes, getting started in fitness? Because it, it is scary. It mm -hmm. is scary. So it's, it's kind of like the idea of stepping into not even just your your – it's not stepping into an uncomfort zone. It is stepping into darkness. Mm -hmm. It's ste stepping into nothing we know anything about, and our fear of our fear of hurting ourselves, being wrong, being laughed at, mm -hmm. or um, failing. Like fear of failure is so big. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to someone that wants to take that next step? I would say, as far as like being involved in fitness or starting your fitness career, go out there and meet people. 
like find ways to network with others. Because like you said, you may be in the dark, but if you find somebody that'll hold out their hand, grab that hand. And like, that can be somebody that can be a personal trainer, that can be somebody at your gym. Like say you go to a local gym, you see somebody that's lifting, they look like they're experienced, just go up and talk to them. Say like, hey, I'm new here, I wanna get into fitness. From there, you'll meet people. And I feel like fitness is such a social industry. You meet so many people. Um, and everybody wants to help too. Is like that's what part of the reason we get into fitness is we want to help people. We want to share our knowledge. We want a, to create a healthier society. We want to create a happier society. Um, so I feel like if you just put yourself out there, meet people, and just keep going. Like there's so many resources nowadays of how to learn exercises, learn movement patterns, and how to do it safely. We are living in a time now where more information is free and shareable than probably ever before. I mean, I know for myself, like, even though I'm in this, I follow multiple physical therapists, other personal trainers, other OTF coaches, that I learn from them and use their knowledge to help push an impact on my participants, my clients, my patients. Um, so I think would just be meet people, put yourself out there, network, always, always. So many opportunities come from networking, not just your education. Um, and also find people that know what they're talking about and listen because they more than likely will be there to help you and offer you support and offer you knowledge. And just keep going. It's scary. It's so scary. Not everybody has the opportunities that are handed to them. Sometimes you have to walk in and be like, I'm here and I'm going to seize this opportunity because I know I can do it and this is what I'm meant to do. And that's intimidating as well. But don't doubt yourself. Have confidence. Meet people. And learn the knowledge from others who know for sure what they're talking about, that are educated, that have experience in it. Just never stop, you know? If you mm -hmm. love it, just keep going. Network, network, network. Your advice was to walk up to people and introduce yourself. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, put yourself out there. I've never thought nobody, of it like nobody that. Nobody does that any, nowadays. Like, it's such mm -hmm. a hard thing for sometimes for people to socialize. And that's so much a part of fitness is like mm -hmm. getting clients or just like, gaining members is like going up and talking to people, care about people, love on people, get to know them. They're more likely to want to stay with you and they'll listen to what you have to say. Wow. Coach Amber, man. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's what we're here to do anyway, is love on people, be there for each other. Yeah. Just finding your passion in fitness is another way to do it. Well, I guess that that next that next podcast interview with you is going to have to dive deeper than some of these <laughs> things. Because what does that word passion even mean? We'll yeah. get to that next time. We're going to go ahead and close this out here. You know how we have to close it. You listen to them. Uh huh. We got in with that. Yeah, coach. You say it like you're excited to meet a new person. You just heard a whole brand new story. You're just you have that energy. You say it like that. Yeah, coach. You ready for it? Yep. After this, we can back up from the mics. So you don't have to. Like, you don't want to bust the uh -huh. mic speaker here. Mm -hmm. um, you ready for it? Yep. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah coach. coach. And we out. Thank you all so much for listening. See you all next time. Have a good one.